going on guys welcome back to the breakthrough society podcast i'm your host irvin and today man we have my good friend josh shelton on the show and josh he's local to tier to the austin area and uh, he's the vice president of roadway specialties and they do a lot of road uh small roadway signs uh rails handrails guardrails um and basically any any other thing that you see on the side of the road that's there to protect you unless you swerve out to the side right um but yeah like his his mom started the business a while back and you'll see how they have grown this business to the size that they are today and and what their goals are to continue growing the company guys so with that being said let's get to it Thanks for having me. Yeah. Later. Anytime, man. <laughs> How's it looking? It's good. It's good. Yeah, it took a while, man, but here we are. Yeah. You know, there we go. It's good. So, man, I know you're going to uh, Million Dollar Mastermind. I am. Right? So, when somebody comes up to you at Million Dollar Mastermind and tells you, hey, Josh, what are you doing, man? You know, what's your... So, what's I'm the vice president of a construction company here in Austin. Uh, we work kind of a, about a three-hour radius outside of town. Uh, we go as far north as Dallas, as far south as Corpus, uh, as far east as Houston, and then out west we kind of keep it within like the Brady city limits or so. That's kind of what we do. So we do all the subsidiary stuff to the highway, uh, small signs, guardrail, cable barrier, uh, and then all the concrete that's associated with all that stuff. So, so you guys are like super, super like niche, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's all the small stuff that the big guys don't want to mess with. Um, it's just not profitable for an operation their size, but it's great business for us. Is there other companies that also do like smaller stuff like what you guys do? Yeah, there's a couple of different competitors around. Um, in fact, one of my, my mom started the business in February of 92. And one of her little business partners broke off about 12 years ago. And he's, I would say he's one of our main competitors here, local based out of Austin. So, okay, cool. So how did, how, like, how did everything like start? How did your mom start everything? <laughs> so my mom and dad both had, they were a company in the eighties in Houston. They did site preparation and excavation, stuff like that. Uh, they didn't make it through the little recession that hit the late eighties. Um, they moved to Austin. Mom went to work for an erosion control company and my dad went to work for another site prep company, Jimmy Evans, and he retired from there about 12 years ago. Um, mom was working for that other erosion control company and just decided that they weren't doing ethical business and not the way that she would do a business and said that she could do it better. And here we are just over 30 years later, <laughs> killing it. So, yeah. So like it, it, what kind of like struggles that you know about that she's that she, I mean, faced? obviously being a woman in the construction industry is super hard um, to just kind of, I guess get your name out there that you are able to do that something in a man's world. Mm -hmm. um, that was a huge struggle. Labor has always been a huge struggle for her. It still is for us now. Um, just keeping enough employees to do it. It's a very very heavy on the labor side. So keeping employees it's just been rough but so like since you guys like are i mean you guys are everywhere in texas at least like the biggest cities right where it's like that's where all the highways are at yeah so how, how many employees do you guys have or 
Uh, typically, we sit around 90 to 95 on average. Uh, I would say, well, in fact, 60 of our guys are on the HW visa program. So, what is it? Uh, so it's basically a, uh, it's an, like a work visa uh, from Mexico. The guys come mm -hmm. up, uh, they're allowed to stay for nine months out of the year. They've got to go back for three months um, just to take some time out. Uh, it's kind of set up with the federal government and the unions that they have to do that. Um, whenever I started with the business in 04, it was pretty typical. Nine months here, three months in Mexico, and then they were back. That has progressed over the years to be a longer and longer at-home time, but they don't extend the visa time. Mm. So like this year, visas expire every year on November the 30th. So the guys leave somewhere around there, typically five, six days before then just to kind of give themselves some time to get across the border before all of that stuff goes through. And then in the, in the past, mid-February, they were typically back. Uh, our guys still aren't back now. Oh, I mean, we're, coming, yeah, we're coming up pretty close to May and they still haven't approved visas. So I think two years ago, we didn't get them back until August 17th and it still expires November the 30th. So, I mean, we've got to contest with that. Um, they issue 60,000 visas a year, and we could use 60,000 visas in Texas alone in the construction industry, not to mention every other industry. Um, the Senate was voting on that and had passed that they were going to extend that this year. Um, and then I think two days before the bill was done and signed in, the unions got involved and said that, we weren't doing that. And I mean, everybody knows that unions have the most power, even though we're not a union state, but they kind of came in and shut it all down. And so the lobbyists are, are fighting that now. So hopefully we'll have an answer here in the next couple of weeks. I know my guys are ready to come back and get back to work. So, so how do you guys like adjust to something like that? Uh, we use a lot of temp labor. Um, it's not a very, helpful resource but at this time I mean with everything that's going on between COVID and people still getting stimulus checks and stuff like that you just kind of got to take what you can get I know we were talking before we got on here uh, you hired some other people and that's the biggest struggle uh, at least for us anyway in our industry is getting people and getting good people so like I was telling you earlier I think that as long as you can keep them busy I'd keep them around just because you never know when the next guy's gonna come back around. Yeah, yeah, things things uh unexpected. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I think yeah, like the biggest thing would be just keeping the team busy. Like, it, I guess like in my eyes, you know, since I'm like still starting out, like barely starting out, or barely you know like getting some momentum, I feel like my mindset is like, man, like. If I don't make that much profit, like it's fine, it's whatever, you know, it'll come later on. Yeah. As long as I do like everything the way I'm supposed to, right? Like the correct way to do it and not, not try to like, you know, cut corners or like bullshit the clients and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as long as my team stays busy. Yeah. Right? And as long as I'm able to pay them. Yeah, for right? sure. Because at some point, like I want that responsibility of like, you know, like providing. Yeah. For it's them. 
it, it's definitely a stressful responsibility, but yeah. I don't think that there's anything more rewarding than doing that. Like being able to help my employees and see them come up and grow with the business has been awesome. Like yeah. it's definitely, I would say one of the highlights of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I mean, like I don't care about like my shit, you know what I mean? Like I just think about, like I want them to, you know, get new cars and, you know, get houses and stuff like that. Yeah. I think about like what the team will have in the future. That's awesome. I'm going on this rant, but yeah, like, like that's what I think about. You know? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I think that that's where the most successful business comes from is whenever it is, it's not about you. It's about everything that you can kind of reach out and touch. Uh, to me, like that's, that is the most successful people in business is the people that, that don't do it for them or for even for their immediate family. It's for everybody involved in the process. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't just have like 90, 90 employees. Without... <laughs> no, I've got 90 families. Yeah. And, and we actually had a conversation this morning in the office, um, kind of changing some processes around and. It is a family business. You know, my mom started it in 92. Um, I've pretty much taken over at this point. She comes to the office a couple hours a week and it, we, everybody talks about it as a family business because it's me and my mom that are running it, but it, it's more than that. And it's always been more than that. Like I do know every employee that I have, like I know all of them by name. I can walk up and talk to them about stuff that's going on in their kids' lives and stuff like that. And I told them today, like, this is a family business and it's not the Shelton family. It's the roadway family. Mm -hmm. It's all of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause like you spend more time like with them, right? Way more time with <laughs> yeah. them than I do with my own family. Like my wife complains all the time, but she, she's definitely very driven, um, very career oriented. So she understands, but it is, it still makes it rough. But I mean, we both spend a lot of time in our own jobs so yeah. the time that we do get to spend together is, is definitely special yeah, it's quality time like i see you guys like at races and stuff yeah together yeah yeah that's some good stuff how, how do you guys like or how did you uh so how did you like start creating like that bond between people at like you know from zero or by the time like you came in and like to the time that you are like right now so it was it was a little bit easier for me um my mom kind of I guess what you would call today would be the unconventional way of bringing me into the company. Uh, when I graduated high school, I didn't really want to do the college thing. Uh, her and dad were both very hell-bent on me doing the college thing, so I gave it the college try. <laughs> and we did a couple of semesters, uh, just like a couple hours here and there, and it wasn't really my thing. But while I was doing that, I was working for a lube shop here in town. and same kind of thing. I didn't agree with their business practices, their ethics and the way they treated customers. And so I walked out in the middle of the shift and I called her up and, Hey, I'm coming to work for the family business tomorrow. I'll see you at the office. What time do I need to be there? And she's like, you can come work for me, but it's not going to be at the office. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not going to be at the office? And she goes, grab you a shovel, a hard hat and a safety vest and call this guy and ask him what time you need to be at whatever job he's putting you on. And so I spent the first eight years in the field, so uh, we have a pretty good uh, retention rate of our employees. Um, some of these guys that are on the visa program have been with us for 25 plus years. Yeah. 
Uh, and I just promoted one of one of the guys to a superintendent position a couple months ago. He finally stepped out of his shell and, and wanted it. And Pablo was my mom's second employee that she ever hired in 1992. Still and he's still with us. Well, so I got to work in the field next to all these guys. So, I, I mean, that was my crew. I mean, like you said earlier, it's that was I spent the most time with them before I ever even knew my wife or any of that. So I, I grew up with these guys and working side by side with somebody like that. I mean, down in the trenches, you get super close because you, I mean, you're 12, 14, 16 hour days with them and they're going through all the hard shit that you're going through. Mm-hmm. And so it was easier for me, I think, to, to make the connection there. And I absolutely hated my mom for doing that to me while it was happening. Um, but now, 16 years into the business, it, I'm definitely glad that I did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, like that definitely will help you. And I don't like you see it this way, but like it helps you like keep the employees longer. Yeah. And like you know what they're going through because you went through it. Yeah. So. And, well, and then on the business side, it definitely makes it easier to sniff out whenever they're bullshitting you. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, I used to do that. Like, I know how long that takes. I don't, what, what are you talking about? It's going to yeah. take you another day. Like, no, we're going to get it done today. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, there's bonuses on both sides of it there. Yeah. It's like that balance, right? Like, you don't want that skill to, like, go too right. much to one side. Yeah. And what have you done, like, to... Just like keep keep those people like like that dude that's been there, you know, as employee number two. Like, you know, why 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 do you think he's still there? Like what do you do to keep him around? I think that it goes back to that family aspect. Um it it really is like we run it like it's a very small business. Um, just care for them, right? We care for those guys. Uh we go out of our way to help them out. I mean, especially days like now there's not a lot of companies that are going to go out of their way to help an employee i mean it's most people treat their people like they're a number but like my guys if there's a medical issue going on in the family or whatever they need some money interest-free loans as long as it takes to pay it back i mean if you need to do two dollars a week to pay it back like it is what it is we do a lot of stuff like that um we do a lot of company functions every year just to kind of bring the families out to be a part of the family. So we do that probably once a quarter. Typically, uh, we bring all the guys out, all their kids, families and everything, and just kind of have like a a field day for them. And it it is about them. It's, you know, all of us, uh, management, upper management are all at tables with them. We're not at a head table. I'm like, we're sitting in the back with those guys. So, I think that just keeping it tight knit like that, I think has kind of made them understand that we do care about them more than just what you're bringing to my table. It's what can we do to, to promote you and, and bring you up with us. Yeah. I think like a lot of, or like the one important thing would be like when you say that you bring the, like they bring the kids they bring the wives and you know, like you just get to know the whole family. Yeah. Like, cause like, like the way that, you know, your wife supports you, like everybody else needs their spouse to support them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like a tough job. For sure. <laughs> Especially when they're putting in like these 16, 16 hours and yeah. it's like staying late. 
Like you have to have like that person there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. So like what what kind of other things in like the business? I don't like you're super niche, but what like other I guess like what are you trying to grow? Like are you just trying to do like more of what you already do? So is there like certain we started out as an erosion control only company in ninety two. In ninety five we started doing guardrail. Um and then over the years we've just slowly progressed. Two and a half years ago, we bought our first concrete machine, uh, slip form paver, and we started doing the cable barrier uh, bow strip in the center of the median. That's blown up. That's probably one of our biggest items that we do now. Uh, we've completely phased out of erosion control, and we're contemplating possibly doing away with the guardrail signs and some of the other smaller items that we do and just focusing more on the concrete side. Yeah. And what is that? Like, what is that specifically? Cause I, I don't so like if you're understand. driving, if you're driving down like I-35 okay. and like in the center median, there's the three uh, cables through the, there's, there's a post like every 20 foot and there's three cables okay. that divide like say northbound from southbound. Yeah. So we put that cable barrier in and then directly underneath that is a, typically three foot or four foot wide concrete pad underneath it. It's basically like a sidewalk, but the entire purpose of it is so the textile doesn't have to weed eat underneath that cable. They can just kind of mow up to the concrete. So that's been, that's been a huge part of our rapid growth over the last two years. So they, did they transition like from that, um, what is it like the block wall? Yeah. So they've tried to, on the, like divided highway um, where there's, instead of putting a concrete wall in there, there's a different type of barrier stopping northbound or southbound from crossing over to the other side. It's, it's a crazy system. There's a bunch of videos <laughs> online of them crash testing it. And it, it's definitely, uh, I wouldn't want to run into it, but it does its job. It, it, it contains the car on their side of the road. So. Yeah, how thick is that? Like that wire? Uh, that's a seven eighths cable. Seven eighths. How big is that? I mean, pretty <laughs> big. Was... Yeah, yeah, enough to do some serious damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's tensioned. Uh, we tension it depending on the ambient temperature outside, but it's tensioned to about five thousand psi. So. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Like I would have never thought, you know, like something like that is just like. To me, it's just like, oh, they just changed like the design, yeah, or the look or something, you know. <laughs> like it's, I don't know, like I guess, like I'm not in the in that world specifically, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, so it's like understand. like you said, it's definitely very niche, and there's so much stuff on the highways that I don't think a lot of people even pay attention to. Yeah, uh, I mean, you wouldn't have any idea what its purpose is unless you were in our industry or you've possibly run into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did a did a. I mean, I'm obviously you're interested in all this stuff now, right? Because you're so you're doing it. Yeah. Um, but back then, like, were you interested, or you're just like, oh, what's the family business? You know, kind of like you know, it's like a second choice kind of thing. Yeah, I I think that it was, it was always kind of ingrained in me. Uh, with my dad having the site prep company, whenever I was young, I used to go and sit on the tractors with him while he was doing all of that. So, growing up so involved in it, I think that it was one of those things that. I probably wouldn't have chosen it, but it was there and it was the easy route to go. Um, 
And then once I got into it and started doing it more, it was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Like it's super, super technical. Um, and then at the end of the day, um, it affords me to live the way that I want to live and, and do the things that I want to do. Um, and I see how many families that we can affect with it. And so that's definitely a huge draw for me. But I, I mean, ultimately, like I said, I probably wouldn't have chosen it if you laid out a bunch of options on a table whenever I was six. But um, I think it was just a natural step is to, to, to walk into it, whether it was at Roadway Specialties with my mom or another construction company. I think I would have ultimately ended up here one way or another. It was sort of fate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, um, so I'm actually, I don't know if you read this book, but I'm reading The Magic of Thinking Big. I haven't read that one yet. I It's on my bookshelf. It's definitely in the lineup of upcoming books. Yeah. So I'm going to give you like something I learned from it. Yeah. Is, uh, I don't, I'm going to like butcher this, but it said something about like, if you don't understand something, like don't try to like just push it away, right? Like learn more about that thing that you don't understand. Yeah. And you'll figure out that like it's actually interesting. Yeah, no, it's super good and it and it's relevant, I mean, across life. Yeah. It's not just with work, it's it's everything. Yeah. So and it's just like it just came to mind like whenever you were talking about like those three tables and yeah. Like that it has a certain <laughs> it's like certain um, like thing that it has to do right yeah like I don't understand all of that but <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I watch the videos or if I like read more about like this design versus this design yeah then I can like understand I'd be like oh shit dude like that's pretty interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah I mean for sure um I think right after high school it was definitely I was going to do something with cars uh and I quickly realized that that probably wasn't the avenue that I needed to go. It was more of a hobby. And so over the years, um, that has kind of grown and construction has allowed me to be able to do that hobby to the extent that I do it now. Yeah. Um, so it, it provides that release for me is being able to do that on the side. And I think that I wouldn't have enjoyed turning wrenches for a living. Like I, I don't want to go turn wrenches every day. Yeah. I want to go do it whenever I want to do it. So uh, we built a big shop at the house and, you know, on a weekend that I'm sitting on the couch and don't have anything to do, I'm like, man, we don't need to go do something. So I'll go work on a project out in the shop and it's, it's cool to do that, but I wouldn't want to do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how's that going to do the racing? It's going good. Um, we're supposed to leave in two weeks for a race in Prim, Nevada. Um, Trophy truck should be put back together this weekend, hopefully, and hopefully we can go put it up on the podium. Yeah. How often do you race? Uh, typical race season for us is four to five races a year. Okay. So this year's been a little slow. Um, COVID's put a big damper on all of that stuff. Um, we were supposed to have five races this season, and one of them got canceled. Uh, the May race was supposed to be in June. The June race was supposed to be in May. They flipped those on us. So it's made the schedule a little rough, but we'll get through it. It's just another see. punch to roll with, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see you, like, you know, just doing your thing, dude, out there. Um, how did that last one, like, how did, how did that last one go? Uh, last one was going really well until 34 miles from the finish line. Um, we made a right-hand turn, and... We had a driver rear wheel 
past me and we were obviously out of the race. Um, trophy truck racing is new to us. This is our first full season of racing the trophy truck. And so we don't really know what we're doing. I mean, we're putting a team together. Uh, we raced side by sides for three seasons and did very well in that industry or in that class, I guess I should say. Um, but we bought a trophy truck last year and we're just kind of trying to figure out our thing, you know, back with the side by side stuff, we knew what we needed to bring to the races with us and what tools and spare parts and stuff we needed to carry. So we're still trying to figure that out, but, um, race was going good. I think we were sitting seventh or eighth position or so and 34 miles out, we ripped a hub off of the rear end and that ended our day, but still a blast while we were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> how long or how many miles is the race? Uh, so that race in January that that I was talking about was 267 miles. God damn. <laughs> that's, was that like from here to Houston or something like that? Uh, I'm, give or take, yeah, about that. Do you ever, um, have you ever thought of maybe, I mean, I don't know, like I'm just throwing this out there, but like mixing like, you know, your company and racing in some sort of way? It's kind of like mixing the two worlds or you just like like keeping them separate i think it's better separate yeah. um i think that if we were out west where we race i think that it would be a good promotion for the construction company but we don't do any work out that far so there's not really a big draw to to sponsor the race team i don't think with the construction company i think that if we lived over arizona nevada area yeah. i think that it'd be a good idea but well, the desert, right? Yeah, the, the desert. desert. Yeah, that's pretty much where you race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I don't, you wouldn't be like fucking driving, doing that like the, to Houston and stuff. No, no. No. Uh, we actually, we started racing here in Texas, a little grassroots um, organization, Dirt Riot. That's how we got started in it. Um, first season, we kind of threw a car together last minute and kind of more or less went out and ran it as a joke just because we didn't have <laughs> anything else going on that weekend uh and we got second oh <laughs> and so i was like well we might as well finish the season out so the next race we went out and that was in junction texas we won that one which qualified us for nationals we went up to nationals and got either a second or a third place finish in nationals and so my wife was like so what do you want to do? Like, this obviously isn't a joke anymore. And I was like, well, no, it's not a joke anymore. Like, we're pretty good at it. And I think we need to see where we can go with it. And so she was, are you going to race dirt riot again? Or, or what, what are your thoughts? And I told her I wanted to build a pro turbo car and go race with the factory sponsored guys out, out west in the, in the big desert where they're actually running some miles. Because the series that we ran here local, it was... Uh, we probably raced 40 to 60 mile races um and the stuff that we're racing best in the desert and legacy is like our smallest race is 120 miles um the race in june's i think it's 678 miles in one day that's straight nothing but pit stops yeah so i feel like with the with the racing well especially with the racing i'm pretty sure you're like this like with everything but with the racing, you just kind of like, you know, fuck it, like, let's do it. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah, we'll figure it out on, on the way. There, yeah. there isn't a, a set path to this. It's it's, it's a dream or, or something that I want to obtain, and I'll figure it out on the way. Yeah. 
You're on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> or on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw me in. Give me the keys, coach. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like, well, that's like that. Like everything, whatever you do, right? Yeah, I, I think it's the same way. Um, the machines that we use to do all of our concrete work, the manufacturer of the machine told us that they couldn't do it, and I'm like, let me have one, and I'll show you that it can do it. Like. If you tell me that it can't do something, I'm going to prove to you that it can. So I, I, I think that's that's our mentality. And I think that's a big advantage that we have against our competition is we try that unorthodox stuff. Like we think outside of the realm of possibility and make it possible. Whereas everybody else does everything the same way, mm -hmm. you know, um, it was really hard to get my guys to buy into that. You know, some some of these guys that we were talking about, they've been here twice as long as I have. So whenever I come up with some stupid harebrained idea of how we're gonna do something that's completely off the wall, they're like, no, we're not gonna do that. And I'm like, yeah, we're gonna try it. And if it's not any faster or better than what you were doing, then we'll go back to your way. But if it is faster or better, it's less backbreaking for you um, and we're going to go all in on that. So whenever we started doing concrete, it was all hand formed and poured and we were lucky to get six, 700 feet down in a day, uh, with eight to 10 guys. Now, whenever we're out pouring concrete for the most strip for the cable barrier, a bad day for us is a mile. And that's 5,280 feet. Yeah. And, and that's a bad day. <laughs> um, this is a good day. Yeah. So, I mean, like a mile and a half, mile and three quarters is is totally doable with seven to ten guys. Yeah. What do you think you get that mentality from? Man, I, I, I honestly think that I was born with that. Like, um, nobody in my family is like that. Everybody else kind of like they want to read about it or have some instructions and I'm just give it to me and let, I'll figure it out. You know, yeah. whenever we bought our first uh, concrete machine, the guys dropped it off at the job and who's going to be operating this thing? I was like, well, for the first couple of days, it'll be me. Have you ever run one before? I, I've never even stood on one. <laughs> and the sales guy was, you really bought this piece of like, you know how much this thing costs? I'm like, well, yeah, I know how much it costs. And he's like, and you're going to just figure it out. You're going to wing it. And I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> so, don't worry about it. yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think I was just, that was something I was born with. So, yeah, but that's like the only way that your company is going to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I know for sure the construction industry and I, it might be the road construction industry and it might just be construction in general. You, you would probably know, but. Uh, construction is typically one of the last things to adopt new technology, new processes or any of like, we're way behind on everything. Um, True. and I, I don't really understand why. And I think that that's a giant advantage for us is just to keep progressing. Um, and hopefully nobody follows in our footsteps too close, you know, let us, let us get out here a little ways and, yeah. and then y'all can play catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, that's, that's like so true. With, I mean, dude, like I'm 27, like I started with my dad when I was 10, like 17 years ago and we've been doing the same shit. Yeah. Like wiring with the same type of wire, 
the same way. Yeah. The same light. I mean, the lights are the only thing that's changed, right? But you just like have LED lights. Yeah. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it seems like technology is super slow to our industry, and uh, and a lot of the, I guess, the old guard don't really want to adopt any of it. You know, the, this newer stuff is coming out, and you try to bring it up, and none of them want to do it. It's there's nothing wrong with what we're doing. There, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. But it is broke. You just don't know it's broke because mm -hmm. there hasn't been a different option. Yeah. There is different options now that you need to at least look at. Yeah. And th that's been kind of where we've gone is let's start adopting some of those other ideas and technologies and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's like, there's also like so much opportunity to like create an idea mm -hmm. to create just something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we recently started uh, installing those uh, smart panels. Mm -hmm. So like that's, the panels like been the same way since I started. Yeah. Like with my dad, like exact same box, same brand, same everything. It hasn't changed. So now like this other company just started making these uh, smart panels. So you can show them with your phone, like each individual breaker. That's turn right. it off and off. Yeah. Turn it on and off. And then on the app it has like this this uh, these columns, right? So like if the power goes out. So it only makes sense if you have solar panels. Cause it has like the battery backup. Oh yeah. So yeah. like if the power goes out, you have like these columns on your phone that you can have, you can decide, you can choose what circuits to have on like your must have circuits. Your, it'd be nice to have. And then your, you know, I don't need whatever. So it'll tell you how much time you have. Oh, that's cool. Like depending on what you want to turn on. So you can like move stuff around Yeah. and it will like the time will increase, decrease. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that was like one of the things that, I think the company's maybe like two years. What's old. the price comparison between like an old school versus this? The old school, the biggest, you know, two hundred amp box is two fifty maybe. You know, um, yeah, these are these are pretty high end. They're thirty five hundred uh, retail. So it's a big jump, but I mean, if you already have solar panels, yeah, like it makes sense to have it. And if you have solar panels, like. You know, you can afford it <laughs> to get this, to get this uh, smart panel. Yeah. yeah. But it does, like, it lets you have all this, like, control over your house. Yeah. You know, when the dumb panels that have been around for, fuck, I don't know, decades. Yeah. You know, they, they don't do shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just a box to keep some stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, how you're saying, like, if, you know, if it's, if it's, uh, if it's not broken, like, don't fix it. You know, but it kind of is broken. Yeah. You know, you just haven't realized it. Yeah. So once we like we started creating like these new things like that, you know, people will realize like fuck me, we have like all this potential, we need to like catch up to technology. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. Have you seen like um, new stuff coming out in whatever you guys do? It's not really new. Um it's been around for a while, but uh GPS guidance for machines has exponentially grown in the last couple of years just the technology's finally caught up um so we're actually about to invest in a setup for one of our uh, slip form pavers to just 100 percent go gps get it off a streamline um i mean it cuts the poor time down in half so so what is that like what does that like help with gps is that so in like right now uh we spend 
like to do 5,200 feet of mode strip, we spend, I'd say probably three quarters of a day putting up string line down the side of it, of where that mode strip is going to be poured. And there's a elevation and a steering sensor on the back and the front of the curve machine. And you basically attach that to the string line and it drives based off of the string line. But going GPS, we can just completely eliminate the string. So, I mean, that machine pulls off the trailer and goes right to work. <laughs> so, I mean, you just plug a little USB drive into a screen up there at the operator station and it knows where it's at and it drives over to the starting location. You hit a couple of buttons and it takes off on its own. And then the operator's just up there basically running the vibrators for the concrete and making sure that the hopper stays full. Like autopilot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's crazy, dude. Like, oh, that's <laughs> it's the same thing with like those big, those big ass machines, right? Like the, I don't know what the proper name is of all those, but or like the heavy equipment. Yeah. Like it just, I never changed. Yeah, it's the same stuff. Yeah. I mean, like a dozer looks like a dozer from the '60s. It's yeah. the same. The only difference is. About 15 years ago, we decided to put a cab and air conditioning on it. And then that was, you know, the coolest thing. Um, you still have old school operators now that will argue that I don't need GPS. And it's like, okay, well, just do it with GPS and let's see how much more accurate you are. Because on the dozer side, like it doesn't 100% run where they're at. It just tells them where they are. So... Like if they've got a two inch cut to make on this side and a one inch cut, like it'll tell them how much tilt to put in their blade. And so you give those guys something like that and they run it for a couple of years and then one day it breaks, you know, an antenna goes down or whatever it is. And they're like, hey, I need another antenna. This back function. And they're like, well, hold on. Two years ago, you were telling me that you, you didn't need this stuff. Now you're telling me you can't run the machine without it. <laughs> well, but it's, it's so much more accurate with it. And it's like, right. <laughs> that's that's where we're at you know uh, time is money and on top of that you've got at least in our world not only is time money but you the more time you spend out there the more angst and anger that you see from the traveling public yeah you know I, I'm sure you've driven down the road I'm in the industry and it irritates me to no end to drive by a job and watch some guys standing on a shovel it's like you're creating this traffic yeah. and it's, they probably aren't really creating the traffic, but the faster that we can move into a project and get it done and get the road back open, the better for everybody. So stuff like this, it'll save a little bit of time over the course of years or months or whatever. It It's a lot of time that it saves. So if we can get guys back home safer, quicker, I'm all for that. Yeah. Changing the industry, dude. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, because I know, like, a lot of times, too, like, you see, I mean, it, it might even be like the city workers, right, that are like on the street, you know, where like people building like the highways and stuff. You see, like, two dudes working, and then you see, like, 10 around them, just like, you know, with the shovel, like, leaving on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, look at this guy's doing, dude. Like, yeah. They're just getting paid, you know, stand around. You're not going to see any of that on one of my projects, yeah. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, dude, because you're, like, changing the way people, like, yeah. you know, view the, yeah, like, your specific industry, right? Like, I think I think that that's what it's all about. You know, you can't create, like, 
another company and they just like do the same shit where you have like people standing around. Yeah. And it might be like, okay, like you can you can't all be working at the same time. Right. You know, you might, you know, be some that are like supervisors and I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but like it just looks like they're just fucking off. Yeah. You know, they're getting paid by the hour or whatever yeah. and they're just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad uh definitely a bad rap in our industry. You know, so many people see that and think that you know that's the norm but we're definitely not that company yeah and and hopefully uh we can lead by example and kind of take the charge on this deal and and bring everybody else along with us yeah yeah same thing uh kyle said you know like right before this we had the interview and he said same thing like everybody views construction as like you know everybody views it like in a bad way right yeah everybody gives it like this bad name so like it's good that you know there's like companies in every industry, you know, trying to change the way people view. Yeah, I it was, you know, blue collar work in general has always kind of been frowned upon yeah. and looked down on. Um, when in reality, uh, it's just as necessary as the white collar stuff. Like without the blue collar stuff, none of the white collar stuff would exist. Yeah. And vice versa. Like I'm not saying that we're better than the white collar side either. Sure. I, it's a hand in hand, like you have to have both of those. Um, but it was always given such a negative connotation. You're going to go into trades and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go into trade. Like, this is interesting to me. That's way more interesting than, than doing some white collar job to me. You know, I'm not knocking you for doing it. If that's what your passion is, then cool. But, but I think that it's, it's made blue collar look worse because there are those that, aren't trying to progress it and bring it up um so i think it'll change over time yeah i think now especially like during this time people are starting to see that yeah where it's like dude like it's necessary to especially when they shut down the economy <laughs> like they shut down a lot of trades people yeah and just you know a lot of businesses in general yeah you know so i think like from that point everybody started to realize that fuck, like everything's essential yeah, everything, right. literally, everything is essential. Yeah, because they, they had like the, you know, this right of like essential businesses. But like if, if, if your career and your job puts money on the table for you, like it's essential. Yeah. Right. And that's like legit everything. Yeah, it might not be essential to you or the government or whatever, but it is essential to me. Yeah. Because this is what I, how I pay for things yeah. like food for my family and stuff like that. So and for us looking again down I've got 90 families to feed so it's 100% was essential for us to stay open like the government's not going to support that it's just not going to I don't there's no way around them saying that just sit back we'll take care of you yeah no you're not it, it's not possible there's I have yet to see a, a way that they can do what they say they're going to do mm-hmm. You know, it's a bunch of empty promises, and that's what it's always been, and I don't think they're going to change that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's like a whole conversation. Yeah, a that. long conversation yeah. that we definitely don't have time for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's definitely important, you know, that we change our own industry and, and yeah. finish what we're doing. Um, so, as you're trying to grow, as you're trying to, like, you know, change the way you guys do things more effectively um is there anybody that you 
might need in business or you know that can help you reach to wherever you want to go yeah i i i think we actually had an interview today with a gentleman uh, that i think is going to come on board just to kind of help manage some of the processes uh, he's also going to be handling all of our 3D modeling for the GPS system for the concrete machines. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty key to get either him or, or somebody else in his capacity on board. Um, because it is one of those things. Um, it's not really industry standard to do all of that stuff. So it's, it's not something that we know a lot about. But hopefully this guy... We'll come on board and, and, and we can get the ground running whenever the equipment shows up so yeah. nice cool so uh where can people find you man where can they reach out if they want to learn more about you so we've got a website roadwayspecialties.com um we don't do a whole lot of social media stuff for yeah. the for the company um what about racing if they want to like come check out what you do in racing so the race team's deviant racing we're on instagram at deviant racing uh we've got a facebook page by far, the Instagram page is definitely uh, kept up with a lot better than the, than the Facebook page. But yeah, check it out. Uh, we're definitely always around. Uh, I, I think that's something interesting that I kind of want to bring to the Arate group. Um, and maybe anybody else that wants to reach out. I think we're going to start trying to do some, uh, like a couple of ride-along days out in the desert for, for some you know some of the fans for the race team so yeah that'd be pretty cool because i don't think like that's that's like an untapped world right yeah for sure yeah because like i don't i mean i don't see i don't see much of that yeah especially in texas you know like oh, yeah. for, for there to be a texas-based team i think we're one of three teams that oh, that are out there from texas yeah. so i mean like i i don't follow racing but like i know that there's like all these like nascar events and stuff like that yeah but like you know you whatever you guys do <laughs> like i don't if you're the only one that that really like i know that does it yeah so yeah, that's pretty cool man appreciate it yeah man yeah so well thanks for coming on yeah man. man thanks for having me yeah, yeah.